If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I'm on your host, Blessing Addy Lee Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. Perfect start. Perfect start to the show. Mm-hmm. Do you think they... Oh, yeah, no, it looks like Chad saw Yeah, Chad, Chad got the double sound effects, the double intro. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Um, I'm drinking this new pink lemonade energy drink. Ooh. This is the... Is me- that? Remember that ghost brand that you uh, found... I think I had brought some in the office, and it was like, here's ghost energy. Um, and by the way, my dentist probably not happy with me. Got more fillings on my right side last night. Yeah. But the, uh, thing you do, the first thing you do is grab an energy drink. Well, you got to test out the fillings. You got to test out the consistency of how, yeah, the constitution of them and whether they'll stick together. But Sour Pink Lemonade, great option. Oh. Love it. Wait, what's the brand? I wish I was being is paid for this. Uh, ghost Energy. Ghost Energy. They're the ones that have like. That looks really good. Starburst flavor, I think. Uh, they have like the Starburst red flavor, maybe, and they have uh, the sweetest fish. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like fit. It tastes like, like the candy. Sweeter, the candy yeah, the candy. Um, and they have a bunch of different like candy flavored ones. Um, yeah, and they, and also by the way, I went to the dentist right and got the fillings, and they're they're like the, you grind your teeth, and I was like, I don't, I'm I may or I'm honestly I just think it's because I drink a lot of energy drinks mm-hmm. and like eat spicy. You know, hot Cheetos and flaming yeah. hot like, and stuff. You also be grinding. This is and they, they, be grinding. They're dentists. Like they would know. Like I don't think so. Think I like. I challenge like... them to come into my room at night to listen and, and see and, <laughs> and hear it out and maybe but, get like a little meter or whatever. But they were like, "Well, we'll also get you a retainer so that um, at night mm-hmm. it'll protect." You know, because they were like, "Yeah, this looks like grinding," and I was like. Yeah. They're like you, you grind don't know. in your sleep, and you're like, I know, I'm, like, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> always be grinding. Always be grinding. Don't you think if it was like a fluid, it would be getting other spots? Because if it's grinding, it's usually the top of the back teeth that are getting worn down. Look, all I'm saying is that like I don't, I don't trust doctors. I don't trust the. Dentists. I mean, dentists <laughs> are particular doctors. You know what I mean? Kidding. Yeah, I think all three of us oh, yeah, can, can agree here that <laughs> dentists are scams. I don't trust them at all. I uh, ended up leaving the dentist place last night with, uh, or I keep saying last night as it was like a nine p.m. appointment. <laughs> uh, I left the dentist place, um, and I, I like was waiting for my Uber, and I turned around and I felt something like in my hood, mm-hmm. and it was like the little thing that they uh, that they clip on to like have a little uh, napkin in front of you. Oh, brought home that, that brought home that little rubber piece. Wait, of... were you wearing your hoodie like during your dentist checkup? Uh, it was a, it was a windbreaker so I was just, you know. Oh wow. It's so yeah, hard I'm for me to, that off. Yeah. So hard for me to stay awake during God. this. God. Did they do the thing where they filled up your like mouth with some type of liquid and like you know, it tastes weird, but like it's like, you know, it is not it, fluoride. It's, it's, no. Not fluoride. They like, didn't do the fluoride. There was a time where they did that for me and they never sucked it out. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here with the floor right in my mouth. What after, do I do? What's what the, do I do? What next? After a while, I just swallowed. Like, no, I don't know. No. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. I got that. nervous. I didn't know what to do. Because, like, I can't say anything. Because if I start saying it, it's like, it's yeah. like, you know, I can't really communicate what's going on mm-hmm. with me. 
And it was in there for a while. They say raise your left hand is what they usually say. And I'm like, certainly this isn't supposed to be here for this long. And so I'm like, maybe I should just swallow. Hmm. And I did it. Yeah. I'm still here. You're still, you're still healthy. Still healthy. Everybody Somewhat. in chat is like, no, spit it out, spit it out. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like you had a lawsuit on your hands. The fluoride stuff, it, always, bad. it always made me like, uh, uh, like whenever I'd get the fluoride, it just yeah. like, taste it. It just hit the hit the tongue in a weird way. I feel that. I got a new toothbrush recently, and like I was at um, CVS, and it was, I had the options of like, CVS. you want soft bristles or medium bristles, mm. and they didn't even, they didn't even have like hard bristles on the shelf, and so I was like, you know what? Fuck Dangerous you know. nowadays. I mean, maybe been out I, a lot it, in San Francisco. I went with medium, and when I tell you that that medium, like it is. That shit is fighting against my gums, but yeah. I also like it because I feel like I'm cleaner. It's Bless, that's, but that's ex I did the exact same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing. No, 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 it's good. No, you, you want, want I mean, soft it's bristles. painful, but no. it works. You no, know, it, like I feel cleaner. You want soft bristles See, because my dad I always thought. The opposite, Andy. Kevin, I always thought that I wanted like the little wire type, like you know, the one stuff that you like scrub. Yeah, I was like, give me the hardest bristles See, possible. That's where, that's where but I'm it's at. because of that that my my gums up here on the left side are, are receding because I brush a little too hard. And they're like, you just need soft bristles. You're going too hard on this. Yeah. Who are you trying to impress? But I feel like most yeah. people have the opposite concern where, like, you're not brushing hard enough so that your gums start, like, encroaching. Encro interest. So, like, there's that's a happy not, medium. I don't think so. <laughs> that's, never, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I've never like, heard of that. One day you're going to wake up and it's all gum, no teeth anymore. Gums are fucking taking everything over. Well, I, my thing is like I just want to make sure there's no plaque. You know, I get very concerned about like floss. Smell. Flossing is great. I love. I flossing. should floss more. Flossing feels so good. I lo I love. I'm a like three time minimum flosser a week. Oh my Like God. if I'm doing it See, less good than for you, it just feels good to do. It, yeah. it just it feels like I'm a. You ever get like a back scrubber and you scrub like mm. you scrub like areas of your back that you don't norm that are harder to get to and it's like oh, it feels good like this is like uncharted territory. It's the yeah. same with flossing. I just feel like it. Anyway, welcome to the kind of funny welcome, podcast. Welcome. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't floss as often as I should. I'm always lying to my dentist because they're all like, "Are you flossing?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course." And they're they like, know. They know no, you're, you're fucking not Wait, flossing. Bless, we can see your mouth." Did I tell you I've stopped lying to my dentist? Really good yeah. for you. <laughs> Where they're like, hey, "Do you floss?" I'm like, "No, absolutely not." <laughs> no, absolutely. I actually I chuckle a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and "Do like, you?" My, See, my thing is like when I go to the when I go to a regular doctor, a real doctor. It's not like they're asking me like, "Hey, are you showering twice a day?" You know, because like I am, like I am, I become such a like a an, an often showerer, and like I and I take so much pride in how much I shower, but nobody's checking up on how much I'm showering. The dentist is asking, "Hey, how many, how often are you brushing your teeth?" And I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> wait till I tell you. You're yeah. gonna be upset." But like, you know, I go to the doctor and they're not like, "Hey, you're taking a shower at least twice a day." You know, like well, how often I, are you getting in there? Yeah, I don't know. If because I'll be so happy to answer that question. It's different things, different things are worried about. Yeah. I don't know if they're. <laughs> so just somebody asked me how I'm showering. Let me yeah. tell you. Somebody says it dries out your skin. I use lotion. It's called yeah. moisturizer. It's moisturizing. After every single shower. They moisturize in the face as well. Yeah. Been doing that gua sha. Been doing that gua sha. What's the gua sha? Gua sha. Like it's like this little stone that you buy. It's a magic stone. Uh huh. Got magic elements to it. And uh, with face motion, or with face so lotion on your pores? face. No, you like you you, br you brush just it's like a total scam, but it feels like it it's a, it feels good for me to do. Yeah, I just use clean and clear for the face. Yeah, oh, is this is this the question? I don't know what the thing on the left is, but the the stone on the right, uh, you like you it's like to help your face like w against wrinkles, and apparently it like clears out juices in your body. I don't really it, it's a total rip off. Of the it, it, here's the thing: I buy rip off things knowing that they're ripping me off. 
I'm, the Snow Mike Mike usually buys them knowing, the, assuming that yeah, they're all none real. None of us are buying the fucking. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm Pit not buying Talk the purple ad, toothpaste. Purple toothpaste yeah. that's supposed to make your, your teeth cleaner based on color theory. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, anyway, we got time for that. We do have time for video games because oh, today's cool. stories include Mario Wonder reviews are out. Phil Spencer went on a podcast and more because this is kind of funny. <laughs> games Daily. Each and Rogan. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. We run you through the the nerdy news needs to know about i just imagine phil spencer on theo vaughn's podcast oh yeah yeah like so tell me about this Xbox. yeah yeah so these video games how many times y'all like how many times y'all making them you know because <laughs> like, oh, right. back in my day you know you maybe rent one game and then you would turn it back into the video store but sometimes you'd lie about it and you just steal a couple video games you ever do that that's such a good feel of honor thank you god Appreciate dang it. uh if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to counterfunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily i had a buddy named marcus he would always be out back and he'd be smoking cigarettes he was 12 years old out by the video store yeah it's, it's, the story doesn't go anywhere that's just i just but i mean this is a good setup yeah it's a great setup <laughs> is that end with marcus doing some it's, like yeah. some insane crimes absolutely. by the end of the story absolutely uh, remember you can use ever creator code kind of funny on all Epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content Housekeeping for you, a new kind of funny games cast is up right now, and it's two reviews in one. We talk about Tim's review of Mario Wonder and my review of Sonic Superstars. Ooh. That is, of course, over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Over on Patreon, a new kind of feudy is up. Uh, it's featuring the one and only Snow Bike Mike making his rare appearance, and I asked the crew to name a non-crime activity you can do in GTA. A non-crime activity you can do in GTA. And you will be your, your first guest for that one. Non-crime activity? Yeah. Tennis. A very good guess. Yeah. Is that one of the top five answers? You'll have to tune in to Patreon to see. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Lenny Twining. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp and Immersion Fragrances, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen! <laughs> Starting with our number one. We got a Super Mario Brothers Wonder review roundup for you. Right now, it is sitting on Metacritic at a 93 and on Open Critic at a 92. Wow. Making it one of the best reviewed games of the year. A trend that has lasted all year. Big new games coming out and hitting above that 90 range. Which is incredible I wanted to this see. to come out and be like a 40. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I saw one like Photoshop picture of like the Spider Man 2 review roundup and it's like IGN 2.6, GameSpot <laughs> 1 out of 10, Metacritic 23, Open Critic 32. I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, we're going to start off with Ryan McCaffrey at IGN who gave it a 9 out of 10 and says Super Mario Brothers Wonder establishes a new standard for what 2D Mario platformers should look like. The Xbox uh, podcaster play the Nintendo game? He would have get it would have been a ten out of ten if it, he was a Nintendo fan. If if Halo was in it, it would be a ten out of ten. Yeah. If, if Master Chief was a was a boss, uh, it is colorful. <laughs> it is colorful. It is alive and it is joyful. It also managed to surprise and delight me in continually more creative ways, thanks to its unpredictable wonder effects, which transforms which transform levels into something completely different uh, for a brief while. It's funny that like. As I thought about that, I then thought of like, what if Snow Mike, Mike was the one reviewing Mario Wonder for us? <laughs> and how insane that review would be. 
Baffin, let me tell you about this Mario guy. Let me tell you about this Mario guy. This jabroni is kind of nice. Uh, like dessert in the middle of a main course of each stage, they were irresistible. And this is him talking about uh, the level transformations. Uh, they were irresistible and always put a smile on my face, as did the absolute beast that is Elephant Mario. In every way, other than advanced challenges, Wonder feels like a 21st century successor to Super Mario World, and I'm not sure I can give it a higher compliment than that. Uh, Steve Watts at GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10 and says Super Mario Bros. Wonder is a bold choice for a name. It plants a flag in the ground that suggests anything less than constant sense of awe and delight will be a failure by its own terms. But then, surprisingly, Mario Wonder rises to the challenge and the result is a modern classic. The Wonder effects are the marquee feature and for good reason as they serve as a springboard for a cornucopia of creativity. But it's the smart and thoughtful choices around the new power-ups, badges, online multiplayer, and visual flair that cement it in Mario canon. This is the rightful successor to Super Mario World, and hopefully will serve as a touchstone for 2D Mario going forward. And then Christian Donlin at Eurogamer gave it five stars and says, an endless cascade of ideas in a game that takes Mario to some wonderfully strange places. And of course over on the Kind of Funny Games cast, Tim Geddes at Kind of Funny gave it a 4 out of 5 and had this to say. Lifelong Mario fan that has played every single Mario game. I think this game is going to be a 5 out of 5 to many people, especially people with children or people that maybe haven't played the last two, three, four iterations of 2D Mario games, people preferring 3D Mario over 2D Mario. I do think that this is kind of an amazing blend. Everything just feels more alive. Everything has a unique animation. Everything is just bustling with this, this magic and wonder uh, that you would come to expect from Mario, but they actually deliver it for the first time in a long time. And on top of that, every level has a wonder seed that you can get that causes something fun to happen, very reminiscent of the jump up superstar moment in Mario Odyssey. Mm. To have that level of magic happen every four minutes as you play through these levels is an amazing experience thanks for joining us tim thanks for joining us tim andy does this get you hyped to play super mario brothers wonder absolutely i think um, my main worry was that making a 2d mario game would not necessarily have the same amount of you know creativity and um and i feel like the i was worried the gimmick would end pretty quickly in a 2D game, uh, when you don't have three dimensions to run around with, how quickly will this get old? And the fact that everybody's pretty much glowing about it, and the Metacritic is averaging a 92, 93. Oh, who cares about review scores? Well, they, they kind of matter sometimes, right, everybody? Mm. <laughs> like, And it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. And again, I'm just so glad that Nintendo feels like... Uh, I was mentioning this, I forgot whether it was on a Games Daily or, or a Games Cast, but... I was always worried that, uh, or, or I'd always felt like all of the 3DS iterations of Mario games, New Super Mario Bros. U, those never felt like canon to me. Those never felt like real Mario games. It always felt like, hey, we had this third-party people make a Mario game. Go play it, you know? Mm -hmm. But these, just watching those trailers, I felt like, oh, shit, Nintendo Magic is back, and, and we're here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, like the New Super Mario Bros. games are games that I have fond memories with because i did like on the on the wii version new super mario brothers Wii. like that was one that i would play with my siblings or i'd play with my friends and we do the co-op and they were really fun for that and also like some great level design in those games especially when you get to new super mario brothers U. like some really good level design in those games but there was a level of i think wonder and nintendo magic that was has always been missing for me right like that level of charm that 
I associate with a Mario world or I associate with a Mario 3, right? Like those are Mario 3, especially one of my favorite games ever. And new Super Mario Brothers never felt like it attempted to even try to hit those heights. Exactly. You know, it just felt like another, hey, let's put out another 2D Mario game. That almost does feel like a side game, right? I feel like now when it comes to that peak level of Mario hype, you're looking for that out of a Mario Odyssey or you're looking for that out of a Mario Galaxy. You know, I think 3D Mario is kind of taking the reign mm -hmm. in terms of like the main mainline Mario hype. Mario Wonder looks like it's taking it back a little bit and making you go, oh, wait, this looks wondrous. Like, this looks like something that could be special. This looks like it has so much charm. And, you know, Mar the new Super Mario Brothers games are games that I, and this is a kind of funny about since you're wrong. I don't believe any of those hit over the 90 on Metacritic range. Like, this seems like it's the highest rated 2D Mario game in maybe the last 15 to 20 years. And if that's the case, that gets me even more excited because that, for me, feels like a return to form. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking about, I was talking to, I think, Tim about this a little bit ago. And I, like, when I woke up this morning and saw the reviews, and it was like 93 on Metacritic, 92 on Overcritic, I was like, oh shit. Like, there was a level of like, oh fuck, let's go. Like, this yeah. is exciting in a way that. Finally, a good game this year. Yeah, finally, a good yeah. game this year, right? But like, in a way that I don't necessarily get for a lot of other games. And I think for me, you know, I go back to the nostalgia element. And like, I think for so many of us, we grew up with Nintendo, we grew up in Mario, we grew up in Zelda with all these things. I reverted into like my fan nintendo movie, yeah right and like it's funny because you know i've talked about i think it was tim i was having this conversation with of you know i'm on ps i love you i'm associated with playstation people look at me as a playstation guy but like my level of playstation fandom versus nintendo fandom like when i look at myself as a playstation person right like playstation is the place where i play the most games playstation is the place where i play all my third party games i play all the first party games right like PlayStation is where I'm spending the most time, but I probably am more of a like fan quote unquote of Nintendo when it comes to like the pure feeling I get when I get like a good Mario thing or a good Zelda thing, right? Like the inner child in me awakens when I get my hands right. on, on a Nintendo game. Uh, and so, yeah, like waking up and seeing Spider-Man get above 90, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like good for Insomniac. Oh man, this is a W for gamers. Let's go. Where I saw Mario Wonder get over a 90, I was like, let's fucking go yeah. like we're getting a, a dope ass mario game I, I especially because i think it takes a lot of um i think it takes a lot of that game developer magic to make a game like this seemingly so special i probably smiled more watching the mario wonder trailer than i did my entire time playing like new super mario's bro U. oh yeah. legitimately like you know like that trailer had me smiling ear to ear because of all of the little creative implementations and the silly cute characters. And now Peach is an elephant and that little flower is talking. I don't know about that guy. <laughs> I don't know what's up with him. I don't know if I trust him. Yeah. But just like all of the silly animations, the newer revised 3D models of these characters. Like I love their, their kind of like shorter looking legs and all of the emotion that these characters are giving to the camera whenever they are angry and you see that little angry face on them. It just feels like a new team kind of came in not uh, you know i know that probably didn't happen but it does feel like new life has been yeah. uh you know like it feels like a renewed sense of hey let's really try to make Mar like make 2d mario something special again. yeah like let's try to return to our roots and make it something that's worthwhile and, and something that's exciting to to get back into and the game's just I, the, it just looks so good i'm always just blown away that this is running on a nintendo switch yeah and I'm excited because I'm not like neither of us have gotten our hands on Mario Wonder yet, right? We got one code from Nintendo, and Tim was the one to review it. And I'm happy to be look at this little guy. Like, I'm like ooh, 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 that's a little guy, dude. But yeah, like after beating uh, Spider-Man Two and platinum Spider-Man Two, and now like I've just beaten uh, Sonic um, Superstars the other day, and I feel like I am now teed up to just have 
free time to play yes. Mario Wonder. You know, I've been getting back to Baldur's Gate 3 and stuff, but like now I'm like, fuck, dude. Mario Wonder is coming out, and I don't really have anything on the horizon. I guess Alan Wake 2 is there, but like, you know, Mario Wonder, I feel like I'm going to have to like, I'm, I'm going to have enough time to really spend with it and, and, and just have fun. You have Ghost Runner 2 coming out as well. Oh, yeah, Ghost Runner 2. Don't, don't bitch out of me, boss. Don't bitch out of me. Oh, and I also do want to say like, I think I've finally turned the corner of unabashedly like, yeah, this year is maybe the greatest year of video games of all time. Like, I think that argument is has become more cemented as we've gone on. And I was trying to fight against it earlier and bring up Don't 2017 and 2020. I think now that we're here and like we're coming off of Spider-Man 2 and Mario Wonder both getting like above 90. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm like, okay, fuck. This year is my may, maybe the GOAT. It might, it's probably the greatest year of all time for video games. I finally turned that corner. I'm just going to put up a hidden camera in your room. So be careful. Uh -huh. Watch out. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want me to see. Or maybe do it. But you know, I want I, to, there's a camera that is in my room based from when we work from home. <laughs> turn on that camera, right. turn on OBS. I want you I want you to be keyboard mouse, oh, ghost runner and just flicking on fools and slashing and you're cutting people in oh, half. Oh yeah. Bam. Shuriken that guy. So, oh my god, I can't freaking wait. I'm playing on PlayStation oh, when that oh. thing comes out. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like you can't do that. Oh. I guess so ghost ghost I'm doing really erratic movements. Stuff. I mean, it's That's the best playing Baldur's Gate 3. I'm it's the best game to do it. It's, are you whipping in Baldur's Gate 3? Baldur's Gate 3, I'm whipping it around. Sensitivity at 100%. <laughs> I'm fucking going crazy in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I do have a question I want to bring up from Pizza Bagel, who writes in and says, Great review of Mario Wonder today from Tim. My burning question after listening is, does Nintendo have what it takes to not just make creative levels, but challenging levels anymore? Or is that really going to be left up to the indies and the fans to make, uh, to make for themselves in Mario Maker from now on? Thanks, pizza bagel did tim confirm the game is super hard uh i wasn't listening i was getting feelings in my teeth yeah i don't i forget if tim made a comment about like the difficulty but i assume maybe pizza bagel here is reading other reviews and i don't think it, i don't think he said it was like incredibly hard damn because i, I think easier side that makes me sad because i know there were some rumors before the game was coming out that were hinting at oh it seems like nintendo brought back Interesting. Some kind of like the rage difficulty that even games like Super Mario World, if you're impatient, you're going to die a lot and, and get angry at the game. And that's what I was there's I was kind of hoping like, for some of that. There's usually some challenge levels after you beat pretty much any Mario game that, that that does challenge you. And the way Tim described it, Tim did say Mario Wonder feels less about just the pure platforming and felt more about the exploration and discovery of it. And I think for that, like, I don't necessarily need that aspect to be difficult if it is puzzle solve solving if it is like you know me trying to figure out how to get to a certain platform so i can get the collectible those aren't things that i need to be difficult right like i feel like the the way a, a celeste is formatted which is room to room you're trying to get to the end of the room and then get the is it strawberries in that game yeah, yeah you're trying Little to get the strawberries. yeah um i think that is more appropriate for like that kind of difficult 2e platformer and to that extent right like to pizza bagel's question you know like is that a thing that's going to be up for indies and Mario Maker? I think so. Like, and I don't necessarily need it. I don't need a Nintendo-made Mario to be the most difficult game, especially when I can get that out of other 2D platformers and also when I can get that out of a Mario Maker. I think you make it insanely hard, but then you give the accessibility option of giving him a gun like Krill does in oh another God. Crab's Treasure. That'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, they did do that in um, the Ubisoft Mario games, and so mm. we're not far off. That's true. Story number two. Rogers played the new Hellboy game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. <laughs> there was nothing underneath that. I thought we were moving on. A, <laughs> story number three. Story number three. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Holy shit. Roger. Okay. <laughs> Roger was trying to bring a chair and he fell over. Well, the chair fell over. He's, over. He's fine. He's bringing up the microphone. He's now, cool. I, don't, I don't know what number this is. I didn't brief Kevin on this, and so we're going to run by. Oh, wow. You know, perfect, perfect, perfect. Run by the seat of our pants. 
Now, the new Hellboy game, I, I didn't double check before this, it's called Hellboy Web Word of Weird. Of, Web of Word. Web of oh, Word. No way. Word. W-Y-R-D. Word to your mom. It's not you know what weird. I mean? <laughs> Word to your mother. <laughs> Woo! Wait, this guy. It's not weird. It's great. Huh? It's not weird. No, it's Word. Wow. It's Word. It's pronounced Word. I read the reviewer's guide, everybody, because I played this fucking game. Mm -hmm. now, I did not finish it. Why, why did you play this game? <sighs> well, because if we could pull up some gameplay, because this game looks fucking incredible. It does. And that is the thing that I want to talk about really quick, is that even though I think I have a lot of mixed feelings about the combat, about the exploration, I would say, even though I did not finish this game, I'm probably about maybe a little bit past the halfway point, so, uh, I would give this game a light three, you know, strong two out of five. Mm. But this game is so visually appealing that I kept going back to it. Like, we talk about photorealism all the time, Andy. We talk about the eyes, the irises, the lighting, the ray tracing. Mm. This is comic accurate. And that is something that I didn't think we would see maybe ever. Like, we see a lot of adaptations of video games, of, of like animated properties of comic books. And they always have that weird 3D thing, right? Where it's like the Simpsons games. And it's like, yeah, this sort of looks like the Simpsons, yeah. but it's just like uncanny. The Futurama I'm not supposed game. to see you from this perspective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this does not feel legal. This is fucking gorgeous every moment, every second. Like, you can take a screenshot and make it into a comic book. It looks that good. Uh, I, I really am super impressed by the visuals. It has so much style. And, like, a little bit about this game, the reason I played it is because the developers made West of Dead, which I also really liked. And a fun little connection, the voice of West, of, the main character in West of Dead is Ron Perlman. Um, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, like, it's that. that game. So I remember that. that. That was a fun little game. I didn't finish that game either, but I had a good time with it for my, you know, four hours that I played. So when I saw that they had a really stunning game, and then now they're making a Hellboy game that also looks incredibly, you know, beautiful, I was like, fuck, man, this looks exciting. I'm not the biggest Hellboy person. Like, that's not my franchise, but uh, I was excited for it just because I it just looks so good. Yeah. Wait, is Rob is Ron Perlman the voice of No, not in this one. Okay. So, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, okay. actually, it's Lance Reddick um, is, oh. is the voice of yeah, R.I.P. Lance Reddick. He does a great job in this game. Um, but the the main idea of this game, past the visuals, is that it's like a rogue light light. I would say L I G H T because the idea is it's like it's like different four different biomes, right? You know, L I T E exists, right? Yeah, but then I'm saying like rogue light. L I G H T. Like I'm saying, it's a light rogue light. It's light on the rogue light elements. It's light on the rogue light elements type deal. I, see, I was I making see, a joke. I, I was making a bit, Andy. Diet rogue light. Exactly. <laughs> Roger yeah, the culture somewhere. See, look at me. Fucking, fucking <laughs> bless guy. gets it, guys. Fucking bless gets it. Uh, so the idea is that you have four different biomes, right? And every biome has two levels, and they're procedurally generated in the sense that like the rooms are like moved around a little bit, but it's just you kind of know what you're getting. You're getting a few, you know, buffs. You're getting a few, you know, health potions or whatever, and then. And at the ending of the two uh, levels in the biome, you have a boss fight, right? So there's eight levels in total, four biomes. Mm. And by the ending of the, the my, my time with those four biomes and finishing them off, I was like, you know what? Even though the combat is very light and I didn't have, you know, a great time, you know, fighting everybody, this is so visually interesting that I would play this again. Like, I have, I'm having a good time with it. Then the game does the, the cardinal sin, where it's like, hey, guys, you finish these four biomes. And, you know, it's not very different per every level, but, like, you know, you're having a good time. Now you got to replay every single one of these biomes and an extra level on top of that in order to beat the game. So it's just complete grinding to get to the end of the game. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't I replay this sleep. game. You, you think you can beat this game? No, I, no, I grind in my sleep. Oh, my teeth in my sleep. oh. So, okay. Um, initially, what 
interested us a lot yeah. about not only just the looks or the visuals are so striking, but it kind of felt like, oh man, this this looks like it may play like Sifu. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> it, it's trying to go for that. And that's a big thing that I think this game really falters on is the actual uh, fighting mechanic of this game. Hellboy, big boy. Yeah. We get it. He's guy. slow. He's big. I understand that. He moves too slow. And there mm. comes a point where that is cool to look at, but not fun to play as, especially with the blocking, right? So the idea is, yeah, it's hand-to-hand -hand combat. And you have a gun that you occasionally, you know, pop off at people, and you can upgrade that gun to get different types of guns. Uh, but the main fighting is just you're pressing the square button all the time. There is mm -hmm. perfect parries, but I find them kind of repetitive and not very, like, you can't really rely on them. And then on top of that, the blocking mechanic when you press the block button, right, on R1, you press block button, he puts up his hands, and then even when you let go of R1, his hands are still up. So, oh. like, you have to, like, wait. It's a toggle? Like, or? It, no, it okay. just takes, an, like, a second and a half to oh. come down. And it just does not feel mm. good, especially when you're in these tight quarters, you're fighting people, blah, 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 And then a guy on your side is trying to hit you, and then you can't, you know, like, perfect block him or whatever. You're just kind of stuck there. And then you're in this weird limbo where you're just getting punched and wailed on. Um... That, that, and then, of course, you're just pressing the square button the entire time. My PlayStation controller, funny enough, started sticking in the square oh, button no, because no. I was just pressing that button dude, all the time. That was um, when I played this PS2 game called uh, Seven Samurai yeah. 20XX, I believe is what it was called, which is a random-ass game that I'm sure two people in chat probably know of. But, like, that was a game where I was tapping square throughout the entirety of it because it was just a hack-and-slash, like, action game. Yeah. And, yeah, like, by the, by the time I finished the game, my thumb was sore. Yeah. from pressing square so much. Yeah, pretty pretty close for me. Last night I was playing it on on my backbone in, in my my bed, and like my finger was just hurting because I was like, this is this is rough. But I will say, after everything I said, right? If you are a Hellboy person, right? This is your franchise. I feel like you have to buy this game just because the game is twenty five dollars. Oh, twenty five dollars. Like you don't. And right now on Steam, it's uh, twenty twenty dollars. Right? Like I I I really don't think that this is like an awful game. I think that if you are a Hellboy person, this is your franchise. You clearly do, guys don't get enough you know good content outside of the comic books. Right. right. Like you're getting bad movies. You're getting bad video games most of the time. And sure, this is a totally fine video game in terms of gameplay, but like. As a Hellboy thing, like this is this is great, and oh, yeah. I, I'm happy that I'm happy for the fans that are able to actually see the comic book come to life. Yeah, um, it's out. It's yeah. out today. The I mean, the trailer that Kevin was showing says October fourth, but I assume it got delayed because yeah. the embargo is today. And then yeah, also on Steam and, and other platforms, it says October eighteenth, so you can play it now if it's something that interests you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you guys gonna try it out? How quickly did you? Uh, probably, probably. There's too, yeah. much, there's too much. There's too, too much shit. Yeah, too much. Stuff I will to, say, too much stuff to like give time to a. A strong two light three. Light three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I mean, you, but like, here's the thing: everything you did, you said to describe it, like, it does appeal to me in a way that makes me want to try it out. Because, like, I like roguelites. You know, y'all know yeah. this. I like beat 'em ups. You know, yeah. I like action games. I like games with parries in them. I like good art styles. Like, yeah, this game seems like it has everything that I like. Um, but also, I'm playing El Paso elsewhere. And so, I get it. You know, I get it. But there is and Mario Wonders out this week. There is an amazing thing where you can, um, like, you stagger an enemy, right? And you go for like the massive punch, and you punch them into a fucking wall, and like it like sticks to whatever wall is closest. So sometimes it's across the way. So these characters just go fucking flying, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Like that's the moment where I'm like, ah, this game, this game could have been. So I feel like if they get this game is twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. If this game sells enough and they get a sequel, I think that sequel would be really incredible potentially. But Right now, as it is, if you're a Hellboy fan, go pick it up. But other than that, you could probably skip it. Oh, yeah. The Steam page does say Hellboy Web of Word is a roguelike action brawler with an original story. 
So there you go. Rogue like they they say it themselves. Yep. And they also say biome, everybody. People get on my ass about saying biome. That's what the that's what the game said. The and game also said biome. biome is an easier thing to because like people I saw somebody was like, why not levels, areas, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know what he means when he says biome. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. it looks different from location to location. Yeah. And there's language levels is used to like describe things to people in a way I, they understand. I'm 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 gonna be the devil's advocate right there. I'm gonna be the devil from yeah. hell. Oh. Be the hell hell boy. Uh, biomes are <laughs> biomes are indicative of yeah, you know, weather and and there is it, like one's in Italy, one's in Brooklyn. Yeah, but like, but when I think of biome, it's like, oh, did you go to the snow biome, or did you go to the fire biome, or did you go to the jungle biome, or did you yeah. go to the biome in in Brooklyn? <laughs> you know, Brooklyn biome. You know, the biome in the Brooklyn. City, yeah. So, like, what you can't have a city biome? Uh, well, like this is yeah, going handy and how well because well, bi biome is usually talking about like. Because it's a real life term, like yeah. you, you talk about, uh, it's like the kind of nature. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> whether it's like a hot area or a muggy, gross area or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, that was hell of a cinematic. Jesus, fire isn't a weather. <laughs> <laughs> Got your ass, bro. Wasted Bayless says bio is part of the word. I get it. My thing, my devil's advocate is that like you know, language evolves, words change meaning. Ever since Returnal came out. And they started using biome. Guess what? Every roguelite is going to use biome from now on. Two Adapt. years from now, biome is going to change. The definition in the dictionary is going to change. And there's going to be a picture of Returnal under it. Adapt or die. A, a word roguelites use to describe levels. The choice is yours. <laughs> the choice is yours. <laughs> All right, thank awesome. you so much. Bye, Rob. Rob thank, thank you, Rob. Thank for you. your review. You want me to drop the chair again or what's up? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just for the people. Yeah. No, drop the microphone. Take the chair. Uh, get back to your editing bay. <laughs> you know, make some videos. Make some fucking TikToks, Roger. Do your thing. Right now, Roger's gonna make a TikTok about me playing El Paso elsewhere. Exciting, really good is game. He? Yeah, he is. Oh, well, I made. It. I don't know how much editing that TikTok is gonna take, but he's gonna upload it. He's just making little sounds. Yeah, El Paso elsewhere. Really good game. Really, really good. Really, game. yeah. yeah I've, I've seen you've been popping on. Uh, yeah. on Steam on that old. Steam. It's one that like I I booted it up on a whim. You know, like I got the code and like it was between I I finished Spider Man two and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Um, and I've been seeing it pop up because I follow Zalavir Nelson, the developer, and like he's of course been tweeting about it because he made the game and put it out. And I'm like, oh, this game looks really cool. Like I should try it out. Started playing it, and like immediately, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. You know, it's Max Payne uh, style gameplay, and it's Max Payne like inspired through and through. You know, the character you're playing as looks like a PS2 render. Yeah, like that is like his presentation, and the gameplay is you're slowing down time, you're diving all over the place, you're dual wielding pistols, and you have like these different weapons. But it's all of that Max Payne gameplay, and then it's shoved into like a supernatural premise where you are a dude. There's who, never a ceiling. There's clouds yeah. and weird sort of things like you're coming like this in the weird, room. Like you're going down an elevator down like this, like you know dark supernatural um, setting and your ex-girlfriend is essentially like the devil <laughs> like, yeah. she is fucking up earth like she is like you know she has this plan to take over the world hey, i so, can relate yeah. <laughs> am i right uh and like you're fighting through werewolves and undead and it's, it's fucking sick and the soundtrack like i don't want to spoil anything but like there was a moment early on with the soundtrack where i'm like oh is this happening right now i know what you're talking oh about. this is happening like, I know this is about. really sick and so, um play el paso elsewhere Dude, I'll tell you what, man. I'm I'm deep in the cocoon right now. Yeah, I gotta get to cocoon. Holy shit! It. Um. By the way, when we talk about our bet, our favorite mechanics, we got also got to talk about, uh, the snapping photos game. Oh, viewfinder. We got to talk about viewfinder. Yeah. It's just like world kind of bending things. But uh, because I was just thinking of like puzzle games that I had forgotten that came out this year. Let me tell you about trend. And I had a good time with viewfinder, but you know, it just kind of came and went. Yeah. Let me tell me about what trend. It's uh the media molecule game that they Trend? put out within Dream Trend T R E N Trend. 
it is like trains though like you're playing oh. the toy train okay. puzzle game this game is fucking sick nobody played it or nobody's talking about it because they released it in dreams oh. but it's definitely like one of my favorite puzzle games of the year like right now my top three would probably be a co cocoon trend do you count zelda as a puzzle game because that game is full of puzzles i'm gonna count zelda zelda's in there <laughs> dude yeah uh, cocoon just continues to give me those moments of like god whoa wow these people are smart making this video yeah. game like it, it is so creative and cool and when i was i was streaming it uh on on a stream the other day and i just while you're playing it i don't know if i'm doing any good there's no context for anything mm -hmm. like i hope what i'm doing is benefiting the world <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but every once in a while you'll like find something it's like you freed a moon spirit or whatever, a moon presence. And I'm like, I hope that yeah, I hope that's what a good I think, I hope that person doesn't go create wrath in, you know, nations around the universe or whatever, but it's just so smart and so cute looking. Um, I'm having a great freaking yeah. time. with it. And, that, and that's my thing talking about 2023 as a year for video games. It's like one of the things that I felt like was missing for me were the indie hits. Like yeah. I know there have been them like Dave, the diver and like um, dredge and these other games. So none of them have necessarily been for me. Uh, now that we're like this late in the year and I'm picking up games like Cocoon and El Paso elsewhere, I'm like, oh, all right, they're here. Like, I know people, people love Sea of Stars as well, and that's one that I need to go back to. But yeah, this year is incredible. Cocoon has cool as boss fights as well that don't oh, yeah. require. The, I mean, I guess the reason why I always assumed it was going to be more of a top down isometric combat game is because the only glimpses I had seen of it were at Summer Games Fest and the boss is chasing you and it looks like you could hit a button to like slash at the boss like yeah. like in death's door or anything like that but uh it really is just kind of avoiding the bad guys and then finding out ways to take down the enemy with in real neat little puzzling ways it's so good god dang okay you want else is so good hmm. patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can go you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by Immersion Fragrances, where gaming meets the world of scented candles. Immersion Fragrances is your destination for gaming-inspired scented candles, each one meticulously crafted to transport you into the worlds of your favorite video games and tabletop adventures. And most importantly, this company is ran by a kind of funny best friend. For a short while, customers can enjoy a 10% discount site-wide. Yes, 10% off every gaming-inspired scented candle they offer. And that's not all. They're sweetening the deal with free shipping on every order. 
but here's the real kicker for every three candles purchased immersion fragrances is throwing in a free mystery candle imagine the excitement of unwrapping a mystery candle with a unique scent just like opening a loot box in your favorite game each candle is a work of art inspired by the immersive worlds of gaming and tabletop adventures don't miss out on this unbeatable offer head over to immersionfragrances.com right now and fill your cart with the enchanting scents of your favorite worlds remember you'll get 10% off free shipping and a free mystery candle for every three that you buy that's immersionfragrances.com the fragrant journey begins here hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Stories number three through five are all from a podcast that Phil Spencer did. Wow. He went on Theo Vaughn. He didn't go on Theo <laughs> He went on the official Xbox podcast. And so I would tell you, a friend of mine named Bobby, he used to... A guy I knew named Bobby, he used to work uh, over there at the Sam's Club. And I always wa- used to walk near the Sam's Club. And, and what Bobby would do, Bobby would steal shopping carts from people, and he would take items out of their shopping carts. That's what Bobby would do. What kind of items? Well, Bo- what Bobby would do is like, he would always target the cold cuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so spot on. That is so like spot on <laughs> to a Theobon bit. <laughs> all right let's start off with story number three phil spencer is all in on xbox studios revisiting older ip this is rebecca valentine at IGN. he would target the cold <laughs> target the cold cuts and he would also target the cheeses is what bobby would do oh, bobby was into charcuterie <laughs> phil spencer really really wants someone within xbox game studios to make a new hexen game first he wore that hexen shirt uh, hexen t-shirt at the xbox game showcase earlier this year and now he's name dropping hexen repeatedly as a franchise he wants someone within xbox revisit somehow but spencer notes only if the team doing so is genuinely passionate about it or whatever other older franchise they're plucking from xbox's catalog to refresh speaking on the official xbox podcast Spencer spoke on the company's strategy for how it allocates its own catalog of IPs to its development studios, reassuring that Xbox isn't out here or isn't out there compelling anyone to revive older franchises they aren't interested in. He said he frequently meets with Xbox teams to learn what they're passionate about and is happy to let teams dig into the Xbox vault for franchises they're personally interested in. Quote, I just don't think that a team working on something that isn't their passion leads to the best result, Spencer said. He continues, so I, might have, so I might have my list of things from my memories and history that I want to see made again. Everybody will. When I just think about it, not just about, Xbox, not just, just about Activision Blizzard King, you add in Bethesda, you add in Xbox's history, Rare, the amount of franchises that we now have in our portfolio is kind of inspiring. It's daunting. I feel that we have to be a great custodian for the content that we touch. 
Uh, these are memories for people on different platforms, different decades, and I want to make sure that we're going back and revisiting something that we do. Uh, we do it with our complete ability. A motivated team that wants to go work on something and make a difference, not just create something for financial gain or create something for a PR announcement and not deliver, end quote. Spencer continued calling out Game Pass as a useful way to revisit franchises that might deserve a little love, but might not necessarily warrant something more intensive. And he admitted he thinks uh, that while Xbox has done an okay job looking back on older franchises, it hasn't done an A-plus job. And he hopes to rectify that in the future, both through Game Pass and through full-blown new projects. Andy, this excites me. We want ReCore. We want ReCore. Everybody join in your car. Tell your kids to join in, too. ReCore, that's the one you go to. Because I know that it can be done so much better with all of the more modern games that have come out since then, there's a new kind of, there's a new look at what a third person shooter should be like nowadays. Uh, but, you know, again, that game isn't necessarily super old, but bring it back as a returnal. Like I'm telling you, dude, like See, I was going to say, we have a returnal, you know? but, but Xbox doesn't. I mean, that's These little Xbox people are starving. I mean, the they, got this, they got this game called Halo over on Xbox. Right, but like third-person shooter, but also this game is very, very platformy. Um, I like. Oh, oh, no, let's talk about one of the best feeling things in gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> top, ten, grappling hooks? top ten list. Uh, number two, best mechanic of all time: pulling out a little fucking recore orb from one of these recore robots. Really? Top ten feeling ever. <laughs> this is where I admit that I've never touched recore, and I oh, never dude. had an interest in it. Recore. Was it's such a mid game, but it, <laughs> but I had such a good freaking time with it, and I saw the potential and what it could be. And essentially, it's like every one of these robots had these little orbs that you would, st- but it was like very, very platformy uh, and very like you know zip lining things like that. But every robot you would have to weaken them enough, and then you could take their core out of them and you would fully destroy them i'm watching this launch trailer this looks kind of rad it's good this looks kind of rad i'm not gonna lie it's good man it's like a again if i we're looking at the official nitro rifle rating scale where five is an average score six is above average i would give this a 6.5 right under good really yeah it's it's it, it was definitely a very enjoyable game when i played it back in the day and i feel like game studios have learned what works even more since this game came out and with you know with newer knowledge comes new responsibility (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean that's fair yeah Yeah. you're not wrong exactly see i i read through this and i go finally some hope for banjo kazooie Uh, why why have we not like why is banjo kazooie not like had more games in the last decade and a half right like why did we stop with banjo kazooie nuts and bolts i understand that nuts and bolts isn't what people wanted i understand that like you know banjo kazooie feels like a thing of the past but at the same time it's just a 3d platformer yeah 3D platformers still exist there are really good ones you can you can one if you can remake crash you can 1000 remake a banjo kazooie like in the same way but even even more so you know i look at crash and for me crash is even an even more you know this could be a lot of hate towards crash and I apologize, but Uh-oh. I'm living my truth here. But Crash is like, I feel, for me, like the most archaic f- form of a 3D platformer, right? Like, yeah, it's very limited to it's very limited. views and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like behind the back, like obstacle base. You are making a 2D platformer, essentially, but in 3D. It's right? 3D on their terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas Banjo-Kazooie was like, oh, this is the evolution, right? Like you had Crash and then you got like Mario that blew everything open. And then you had Banjo-Kazooie that followed up on Mario 64 and you know like mario odyssey one of the one of the you know probably the most modern 
successful, like highly, um, um, you know, highly re revered version of a 3D platformer in the last like six years. That took a lot of inspiration from a Banjo Kazooie. Did right? you look down on your computer to see what year it was? <laughs> Holy <laughs> no, shit! <laughs> I was gonna say the last five years, was that accurate? No, it was six years. It was six years. Uh, I like to imagine Badger because he was holding out for a bigger contract. That's I like, what it feels like. I like to imagine Why him. Are we taking so like long? he's an athlete that's like, no, look, I'll come back when the money's right. I'll come back when that dollar amount is right. Like Banjo Kazooie is so fucking good. It's so good and it works so well and it could still work so well in 2023. Just make a Banjo Kazooie that is now taking inspiration from a Mario Odyssey. Here's all, type of games. here's all I know how well it could work is because of how much joy and fun I had with Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. a very cartoony 3D platformer. Um, you know, maybe we bring in, you know, super sad side stories that Banjo's parents died or something like that in a train wreck, you know, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> it's Banjo's parents. And, like, I, like I, I don't know if there'd really be, like, emotional tension in the way that Psychonauts still has a very strong narrative and all that, but... Just the 3D platforming alone, the exploration, the collectibles, the combat. Yeah. Give Banjo an AK-47. See what happens. See what happens. See what happens. You know? see what ha Listen, if Spyro can come back, if they can remake Spyro, you right. can remake Banjo. You're right. We? we want Banjo. We want Banjo. Hmm. Bring it back. Hmm. Um, I, mean, I guess I like a couple more I'd throw out. Like, I know there's an audience there for Guitar Hero. Like, we talked about it recently. It was like, how do you do that with the physical stuff? How do you figure all that stuff out? If there's like, a, if there are passionate minds behind it, I'd be interested to see what they come up with with bringing back Guitar Hero because I think that could be fun. Um, Conquer, I'm just a rare person. And so like a, a return of Conquer's Bad Fur Day, I think would be so fun. Give it to the the high on life developers minus Justin Roiland. Oh, right. <laughs> like I feel like that would be such a, a, a banger. Um, but yeah, as Xbox, you have such a deep library of IP, especially now that you have Activision Blizzard to go back to and, and, and refresh. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see like what teams they give certain IPs to. The world is their oyster right now. I used to know this guy named Raul. He would uh, stand out front of the corner store and he'd be selling yo-yos. And what Raul would do is uh, he would sell you the wrong yo-yo and it was actually broken. And he's disappeared. I haven't seen Raul since. Damn. <laughs> what happened to Raul? You think, he got you think somebody got on, caught on to him and was like, we got to take this guy out? Who knows, man? Damn. Who knows, man? Story number four. Phil Spencer explains why there won't be any Activision games on Game Pass in 2023. This is Rebecca Valentine at IGN. So Xbox owns Activision Blizzard now, right? So why are Call of Duty and Diablo games not on Game Pass yet? That's been a question on many people's minds lately now that Xbox's massive acquisition has finally closed. And today, Xbox head Phil Spencer showed up on the official Xbox podcast to try and answer it. During the podcast, Spencer was questioned about the recent news that we wouldn't see a massive drop of Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass immediately after the deal finalized, as many had expected. As it was pointed out, a major flood of Game Pass newcomers happened uh, when Xbox acquired ZeniMax. 20 Bethesda games dropped onto the service just days after, including some of the company's biggest franchises. Where then are all the Activision Blizzard games? Why is this different? Per Spencer, they're coming. Eventually, but the regulatory challenges surrounding this acquisition made it a bit trickier to navigate than the ZeniMax deal. And adding games to Game Pass isn't just as simple as flipping a switch uh, to put them on there. Quote, the truth of the matter is with Activision Blizzard King that the regulatory process took so long. And frankly, there was a lot of uncertainty in that process up until the, uh, really a week before we closed or the week of when the CMA finally came down to their decision that we weren't we weren't able to get in and work with mostly Activision Blizzard, in this case, on that back catalog work, Spencer says. 
Uh, he continues, so now that the deal is finally closed, we're starting that work, but there is work. And the Twitter handle did put out something that talked about 2024. I think that's accurate. I'll love it if there was some kind of secret celebration drop that was coming in the next couple of weeks. There's not. End quote. So there you go. A reaffirmation that we're not going to see a bunch of Call of Duties pop up on Game Pass in the next couple of months. I came into work yesterday morning and Mike was upset that like, he's like, where are the Activision games? Like, where are they on Game Pass? And I'm like, Mike, they just said they're not going to happen. They just did it. They just, like, they just told us that it's not going to happen until 2024. The most unhinged fan. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but like, you, you just got Call Division. You got to put Call of Duty on there. You got to like, make the moves, bless. I'm like, they, they keep telling you that it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, you're going to get it in 2024. Be patient. You got to fix. I was just, I, one, one thing that I always, a line that I always repeat from this one time the first time that we were ever playing halo and we were having trouble uh partying up in halo um infinite and mm, because of that like one player would get bounced in the party so mike would quit out of games and <laughs> this is day one when there's a lot of connection issues happening and then mike goes i'm banned <laughs> his account got banned because he had left so many games so they were like hey you That's have you so have to funny. wait like 30 minutes or whatever as a punishment he's like you gotta fix that xbox you gotta fix that <laughs> stop leaving games and then so i just like that that phrase is just for anything that's broken i'm like you, you gotta, gotta fix, fix that that. <laughs> that is so funny also somebody I, somebody in chat was like oh man that's such an l for xbox what do you want them to do? Like, yeah. they've been fighting for their lives for the last 20 months. <laughs> like, they didn't know they were going to get Activision this week until a week ago. And so, I, I, I love that. I love, bless. It seems like you're kind of taking my approach for, like, I hate both sides of the annoying people. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you know, if, you know, if, if something happens with Xbox and I'm like, damn, that sucks for Xbox. And then when PlayStation fans show up talking shit, I'm like, shut the fuck up, y'all. Yeah, it's like, stop it. <laughs> and it, it's always the opposite. It's like, I always play the devil's advocate to like who, whatever side is more knowing in that moment. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? 1,000%. Yeah. All right, we got one more from Phil Spencer. Story number five. Uh, Phil Spencer reiterates 100% parody for Call of Duty. That is, or this is from Cat Bailey at IGN. Xbox's Activision Blizzard merger is finally done, but that doesn't mean that Phil Spencer is suddenly ready to reverse course and make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive. Speaking on the official Xbox podcast and Theo Vaughn's podcast, Spencer reiterated <laughs> that, for the record, he wasn't on Theo. Uh, Spencer reiterated that the platform goal is 100% parody content on content across all platforms. Pausing there. Remember when Todd Howard went on? Um, yeah, that Rex, one got Rex, Rex Friedman. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Insane. Where did that guy pop up from? I think he was just a YouTuber. Like, he might have been a financial YouTuber. I'm is just making he, things he up. Isn't he, like, friends with, like, uh, Tom Segura and uh, what's the other guy? The he big, just doesn't what? seem like he... Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman. Like, yeah. Lex Friedman. I was going to say Rex Grossman, former Bears quarterback. What's the, what's the guy? Uh, Rogan. He, he, I think he was on Rogan and stuff and, like, is, like, cool with those guys because they, they mention him all the time. That's or, what... I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to, like... I don't try to hate on creators, but that's one guy I'm like, how'd you get famous? <laughs> yeah, it's like, where'd you come from? It's like when, you, when I see um, like the Bobby Earl that interviews all the rappers. Oh, right, right, right. I'm like, how did you get here? <laughs> like, who put you in front of 2 Chains? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's on 2 Chains yet, but like she interviewed Drake for like her episode two. And I'm like, listen, I've done thousands of episodes of podcasts <laughs> and I'm not gotten anywhere close to interviewing Drake. How do you get Drake on episode two? You're not, not right. you're, not a, you're not a little cute 25-year-old mom. It's fair. It is what it is. Quote, 
the players on PlayStation and then the future of Nintendo, uh, I want you to feel 100% part of the community. I don't want you to feel like there's content you're missing out on, uh, skins you're missing out on, timing you're missing out on. That's not the goal, Spencer said. He continues, the goal is 100% parity across all platforms as much as we can launch and content. And- as much as we can for launch and content. <laughs> okay. and quote. I got lost in the sauce in that one. I got an alt F4 that. Let's see what's up with the processing. Uh, that means no exclusive betas, skins, or other content will be reserved for Xbox players. This follows a 10-year deal uh, with Sony to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms. Spencer clarified that there may be technological issues that separate individual platforms and apparent not to the Switch. Uh, however, from a content perspective, Spencer says that Xbox's ultimate goal is to make everyone feel like they're part of the Call of Duty nation, no matter what platform they're on. Uh, We have no goal of trying to use Call of Duty to try and get you to buy an Xbox console, Spencer said. Uh, We've been on the other side of some of those skins and times, uh, even with this beta. It wasn't on the Xbox the first week. I don't think that helps the community. I don't think it helps the game. Call of Duty nation is such a funny little... (laughs) (laughs) It just feels like a really, like, a group on WCW back in the day that only lasted like three weeks because mm. they just didn't catch on. <laughs> I, I picture it like the Barb's or the Swifties. Oh, sure. You okay. know, like this group, the Beehive. Yeah. The Call of Duty Nation. <laughs> like those, the, mm. this group of rabid fans. You, you're, I'd probably be very scared of if they showed up at my door. Another L for Xbox, though. Damn, all these L's, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> parody, who wants that? And then once PlayStation fans come to agree with me, I'm like, shut up, y'all. Like, get, <laughs> shut the get fuck out of here. Get, get the out of here. I'm, I'm not agreeing <laughs> with you. Um, but yeah, good for them, right? Like, good for the idea of, hey, we want everything to be parody. It's funny because as soon as as soon as soon I saw the headline, I was like, yeah, but you're putting it on the Switch, right? Or the Switch 2 or whatever Nintendo console. Certainly, there's not going to be parody, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about content, which I think makes sense. We'll see how long they stick to that for. You know, I think the deal might mean that they have to stick with it for at least 10 years. And beyond that, who knows what happens? But also, I don't care about what happens yeah. in 11 years. I'm not going to be playing Call of Duty in 11 years. I'm going to take care of, care of my family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a 25-year-old mom. Be <laughs> 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 interviewing Drake. Uh, continuing with Xbox stuff, but this is no longer the Phil Spencer mm. interviews. Story number six, Starfield was September 2023's best-selling game in the U.S. despite debuting on Game Pass. This is Evan Campbell at GameSpot. The first new series in decades from Bethesda Game Studios topped the U.S. sales charts last month, according to Circana. Starfield debuted as the top-selling video game and is already the seventh best-selling game of 2023. Keep in mind, this is uh, th- this is this successful launch with over 10 million players already occurred, even with the uh, spacefaring RPG releasing day and date on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate as well. Right behind Starfield was the multi-platform Mortal Kombat 1, which saw similar overall dollar sales to 2019's Mortal Kombat 11 release. What's intriguing about the fighting game is how it's the third best-selling game on the Switch in September. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 was heavily criticized for seemingly looking rough on Nintendo's console, and all is not well after the title's first big patch on the platform. Uh, the top 10 best-selling games for September uh, look like this. At number 10, you got Co- uh, COD Modern Warfare 2. At number 9, you got Hogwarts Legacy. Still. Number- God still. dang. At number 8, you got Armored Core 6. Number Woo! 7, The Crew Motorfest. Number 6, NBA 2K24. And number 5, Payday 3. Oh, wow. Yeah, a great debut for that. At number four, Madden NFL 24. At number three, EA Sports FC 24. At number two, Mortal Kombat 1. Then at number one, you got Starfield. In addition to that, I got the top 10 best-selling games 2023 year-to-date. All right? So for 2023, it looks like this. At number 10, MLB The Show 23. At number nine, Resident Evil 4, the remake. At number eight, Mortal Kombat 1, which is 
wild that Mortal Kombat 1 is already outsold Resident Evil 4. That seems like there's a caveat there, but there's no like asterisk here. So maybe that's just that just is what it is. At number seven, you got Starfield. At number six, you got Star Wars Jedi Survivor. At number five, you got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. At number four, you got Diablo 4. At number three, you got Madden NFL 24. At number two, you got Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I should note, digital sales, not included for that one. That is just physical sales, bringing Zelda to number two. And at number one, Hogwarts Legacy. Wow. Hogwarts Legacy, best-selling game of 2023 so far. Wild. Again, insane. What are they at right now? You got to assume like maybe 25 mil. Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. 25, 30 mil. Guys, it was a really good game, you know? I would say 18 mil, if I had a guess. I don't know if anything this year is hitting 25 mil yet. Kevin, I think would, get there, would it be in your top three, Kevin, over tiers? Um, not over tiers, but like it would definitely be in my top three right now. Yeah, somebody chat says, where is um, Baldur's Gate 3? I think that's an interesting one. I'm not surprised that it's not there for like the overall uh, year. I would have thought that maybe it would have at least hit like the bottom half of September. Um, I want it. That's a hardcore game, so like maybe that maybe it saw a loss of momentum after a while. I'm sure it was talked about yesterday. I want to just uh, I want to shout out personally because I haven't been able to do it. Round Eight Studios and Liza P for hitting one million, a game that's oh, on yeah. on Xbox Game Pass, a game yeah. that's on Game Pass still sold one million. Uh, must play Souls like if you're a Souls fan. Also been playing that Lords of the Fallen. Oh, Get, yeah. getting more we, and more into it. We talk about it yet? Lords of the Fallen. It came out. It's out. Yeah. I started it and like, I, I, I dropped off pretty quickly. I think it might just be fatigue from after playing Liza. Sure. And there was also something in the combat that didn't feel all the way right. But that was just me in the beginning. I feel like if I, if I played more, I might get used to it. I immediately kind of fell back into it and was real frustrated with the stream after like dying to a lot of really cheap enemies and then uh, followed by a boss that like felt equally cheap and annoying to play as. Also, uh, like an over 90 second, almost a 100 second run back to a boss. Think about that. Oh, over wow. like an, over a minute and a half of like, all right, I'm spawn. I just died to the boss. Let me go down this elevator. I got to call back up though because you can't send back elevators like you do Canon Elden Ring yeah. or Souls games. Wow. So you have to call back up the elevator. Comes up, hop in the elevator, goes down, takes a while. You land. You run by two things. Hopefully you don't get knocked into a pit. And you go down another elevator. Mm. You gotta walk, go down a ladder first. Then you go down another elevator. Go all the way. You gotta call That's back unfair, up there, dude. dude. It was so. That is like you. It's way too long to sit and stew in the frustration of a yeah. fight. <laughs> also, like you get like you get cold, right? Like you're not warmed yeah. up. And you get to the boss, and it's like, fuck. What are the buttons to this game? Yeah. It reminds me of the <laughs> spoilers for King Richard, the Will Smith movie. When you get <laughs> In that right, like uh, when, the Venus and Serena <laughs> tennis movie. Yeah, that, in the, toward the end of that movie, they're like in a, in a tennis match, and like I forget which sister it was. It might have been Venus um, or Serena. I guess there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, there's two. But like, ha like halfway through the match, their opponent is losing, and so they decide to go to the bathroom, and they take too long, and they come back, and like the Williams sister, she's cold now. Well, what's Greg Miller showing you right now <laughs> on the phone? He's showing me. Uh, he he's been sending me appointments on Instagram. For, I didn't even know you could do that. Just like a week ago, I got a notification on Instagram saying appointment scheduled, beating your ass <laughs> <laughs> for 10.45 a.m. And I guess that's right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks so menacing. He looks so menacing. I don't Jesus. know what's wrong with this man. I don't know what he's uh, going through right chat now. Chat did say that it was Venus. <laughs> so oh, good go. for her. Thank you, thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. Good for her. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like the Lords of the Fallen is <laughs> Venus williams <-ing> you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you get back to the boss and it's like, fuck, I can't perform. Yeah, exactly. It's been a minute and a half since my last attempt. <laughs> and it happened to be a boss that 
shoots arrows at you while three dogs are attacking you. Three of her oh, dogs. She's yeah. called like the Queen of Hounds or something. And it's like you got to deal with the dogs. But if you like, if you attack the dog and you happen to be in the wrong moment, then the arrow will hit you. It was just the worst boss fight after a really terrible moment of me just like getting shot from across the map by mm. dudes with like magic spells. I was very, very frustrated. And then the, finally beat the boss. At one point, I like slammed my table and it messed the uh, USB hub and the stream shut down. Whole computer froze. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Went back on, beat the boss. And it was me. I beat the boss and I was like, all right, bye, everybody. Shut off everything. <laughs> Just shut off the computer. But then I, um, once I started leveling up my weapons after that and like doing the things you need to do after a boss fight, I'm like, I want to keep playing this game. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And I'm way more into the combat now after, you know, getting my sea legs. See, for a while, we've been pitching the idea for a Gamescast episode where we go through all of our review scores that we've given at Kind of Funny and, like, see, like, okay, what review scores do we stand by? Are there any review scores that we change? And, like, I want to, I'm really excited when whatever eventually we get to it because two things. One, I want to go back to Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Six, give it a five out of five instead of a four out of five. And I want to talk about it. You give it a four out of five. I gave it a four out of five. And that was like, I made all the caveats of like, hey, like, it's, this is mainly because of the story mode and like in review fashion, right? Like most of my time during that review was spent in the story mode. But when I'm out of the story mode, I'm having such a fun time. Mm. Now that I'm 72 hours into Street Fighter 6, I'm like, okay, I played enough to be able to get to say this is a five out of five. So that's one that I would change. But then also I want to go back and look at my Liza P review and double down and tell you all that that is a five out of five game. And if you're mad at that, you're wrong. Cause that game is fucking sick. The game is. If that game had from software on the box, nobody would think twice. That game is unbelievable. <laughs> that game is awesome. Yeah. Final news story. Story number seven. Uh, Mortal Kombat One PC crashes are devouring space on your hard drive. This Whoa. is Taylor Lyles at IGN. If you're playing the PC version of Mortal Kombat One and have experienced <laughs> PC gaming wow. and have experienced crashes, you might be surprised to learn that NetherRealm's latest fighting game leaves an extra digital footprint on your PC as it takes up more space on your hard drive. Spotted by PC Games N X user, aka Twitter user at uh, X Aziz, posted screenshots from another user that show every time Mortal Kombat One on PC crashes, it creates a report file that includes information on the in-game crash. But the caveat is that each of these folders take also takes up one gigabyte of free space <laughs> away from your rig. Uh, another user replied to the post with their own screenshot of crash report files, showing it took up an additional 41.6 gigabytes of storage space on their computer. Corey Taylor, the community manager for NetherRealms, uh, parent company Warner Brothers Games, replied to the post saying that he had notified the team about the issue uh, and that WB Games are looking at it ASAP. WB Games did not immediately respond to IGN's request for comment. It's a PSA for you. That yeah, that's it. It, it feels very sinister. Yeah, like it feels like, like this, we don't give a fuck. It feels like this face. rogue AI is like kind of taking over and seeing what they can get away with. Yeah. You know, <laughs> very scary. Very scary. Stuff. Delete all of your little yeah. uh, so files. Every everywhere. time you crash, if you are crashing in Mortal Kombat One, just go just go into that mm -hmm. folder. Delete the folder. Yep. All right. Don't don't let Mortal Kombat eat, eat your entire PC. Uh, Andy, very curious to see when they get this all fixed, or if they do get this all fixed. But the result. The, the resolution, that's where I was before. The resolution to all this is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out of Mom Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got That was Mike. for you, Ben Starr. I saw what you did on Friday. I don't think I didn't see it. God, his voice is so good. 
I was listening to that episode and I was like, he just sounds like this. He imitated me imitating him as Clive. Mm. Did he do a good, good imitation? Did he nail his impression? No, I don't believe he did, Blessing. Wow. Wow. I wish I could do that. I can't do that. I can't even try. Uh... After today, we got Mike Mignola's Hellboy Web of Word for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, PC, um, Xbox One, and Switch. Slender, the arrival for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Remember Slender? Didn't that game come out like three, five, eight years ago? This might be like the new gen version. Huh. Uh, and then Kona 2, Broom, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. We got no new dates for you. We got no deals of the day for you. Um, but we do have a quick squad up for you. Anthro Metal, a.k.a. Nick, writes in uh, with an in-real-life squad up and says, calling all Las Vegas best friends and everyone in town for TwitchCon. I'll be in town from Thursday to Sunday, and I'd love to grab a beer or some eats with you. Hit me up at Anthro Metal everywhere. Can't wait to hang this weekend. Love you. Hashtag Greg sucks. Uh, again, that is Anthro Metal. <laughs> it sucks so bad. AKA Nick. <laughs> Greg just crawled through and then tickled my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to hang out, um, yeah, go find Anthro Metal, AKA Nick. Now, here's the thing. Did, did he leave a way or did they leave a way to hit them up? Anthro Metal. Yeah, but on what? <laughs> <laughs> Anthro Metal. I mean, that's their name on Twitch. I know that. It's probably their name everywhere, right? Yeah. Oh, he said everywhere, so he, he's probably mm. just hit me up Hit me up, up at Anthrometal everywhere. Okay. Instagram. Yeah. Just search. You were getting your ankle tickled. You forgot what you were reading. Yeah, honestly, because <laughs> yeah. Greg crawled in, yeah. and like I wasn't looking because I was busy reading, so I saw mm -hmm. him through my peripheral, and I was like, oh, maybe Kevin's fixing a thing under the desk, and he's being real clever about it. But then, yeah, it was the tickle. And like, as he t I was like, I don't think Kevin would tickle my ankle like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at his fucking Greg, and I don't know what he was doing. He was plugging something in, I think. Plugging something in? Oh, yeah. the, the charger. Remember we were talking about that earlier, that it was gone? The chargers. Now it's time for you wrong. Let's rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe, 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 globe. Uh, Radic. going, ah. <laughs> Radic writes in and says, for example, uh, Mario. Wait, this is, this is a follow-up to another one. No, I think you just. I think that's just where it starts. For yeah, Radic from CD Projekt Red. Yeah, Radic from CD Projekt Red. Uh, Super Mario Advance Four for uh, or Super Mario Advance Four colon Super Mario Brothers Three for GBA is a ninety four on Metacritic. Holy shit! So like, not we gotta, like the remake for the. Class. We gotta go back. All right, we gotta go back and revisit things. Blessing because people back in that day, what you were watching fucking like x-men 2 united and you're like mm. this is the best superhero movies i'll ever get i mean but i stand by this one though like if it's mario brothers 3 that's a fucking masterpiece and mario brothers advance 4 is just a remake of mario brothers 3 oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah i don't know why i thought it was a new super mario bros U thing no my bad my bad i mean the, the naming is confusing my but bad, yeah my it's bad. basically just mario brothers 3 uh and then nitro says bless is correct all new super mario brothers games are under 90 the closest is new super mario brothers on the ds um bander sn writes in with a whole breakdown so new super mario brothers ds has an 89 uh we 87 u 84 <laughs> deluxe 80 it just goes down uh new super mario brothers 3ds 78 god damn uh mario maker 1 and 2 got an 88 um both of them got an 88 and then mario run had a 76 mario run wow and then from the oxford dictionary biome uh, a large naturally occurring community of flora and fauna occupying a major habitat that's the that's the Andy's point. But again, yeah, but I feel like yours works. Definitions change. Yeah. But no, I mean, like I, I'm saying, I, I think I think it it works. 
and we can use it. I mean, it depends on what the biomes in Hellboy I are. I say but new. I, I call it new the, areas. Like, if in, I'm playing Uncharted and I go to the snowy biome, then after that, there's that volcanic region. That's another biome. But you guys, it, that's, all accurate, that, that's the, accurate. The actual definition means if they have different plants and animals. And they for sure do. You don't know that. You don't know what's happening in the world oh, of weird. Oh, no, I know. Word. I know what's happening. Web, web of word. Web you think word. they're using the same animals here's for the all thing. the biomes? If, if Roger was like, yeah, we go to the city biome, I wouldn't think twice. That's, but that's not factually accurate of what a biome is, right? Because they're talking about flora and fauna and buildings are yeah. flora or fauna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, rats. There you go. You I mean, it. rats and, like, honestly. I would just call it the city level or the city area. But also, like, the lack of flora, right? Like, it's all concrete and shit. Like, exactly. That's, yeah. that's different from a desert. Totally. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Former game developer, three years. I use the biome for weather purposes. We use the levels for other indicators. Yeah. Right. Well, in Mar in Mario World in Mario World One One, you're not talking World Two. Is like, oh, we go to that other, that other biome. Yeah, but we with could. The, that one's got the Koopas. It's like that's it's like not how Mario, it works. Mario Three, right? World One, like it's a grassy biome. World Two, desert biome. World Three, water biome. Well, what about the sub worlds? The world two, one two, which is like like underground? underground. Yeah, that's kind of a different biome, right? That is kind of a different biome. Yeah, I think Andy just proved the point correct. It's it's, but it's a two D game. Look, Kevin, Andy, you got got. We're you gonna be eating God. Domino's on Friday without you, bitch <laughs> ass. He was so mad at me. He was like, he was like, we can't do the, like that Domino sponsor thing on Thursday. I was like, sorry, Kevin, because I was like, like Kevin, I'll... we're playing Mario Wonder on Friday, and uh, you know, Italians and pizza, it's a whole thing. And he was like, yeah, but Spider Man in New York and pizza. And I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you we can't, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like, you, you really got me. You really got me. We're still doing can't Friday. Do that. Get fucked. I hate. Uh, Big Bad Bula says, despite his vibe, Dave, Dave the Diver is not an indie game. It was developed by a new studio inside Korean mega publisher Nexon. It's an indie dev. It's an indie developer. I mean, I might, I might be here with uh, with Big Bad Bula. It's an indie dev. If if you have decent publishing, that that doesn't make you not an indie. But it's, dev. it's made by Nexon. But we call uh, like uh, maybe indie publisher is one thing, mm -hmm. but. If Dave the Diver was a team of 300 fucking people working on Dave the Diver for six years, then maybe we don't call but it like, an indie is, game. Is Pentiment? But it, there's like 12 people on that fucking team or something. Is that true? Probably. <laughs> I want to I double check on this. Because if that yeah, it is like a 12-person team, then I would say, okay, yeah, I would, I would consider that. Yeah. To, but if it's like, I mean, Pentiment, how many people are working on Pentiment, Mike? Yeah. Because that's, that's from Obsidian. That's a AAA studio. But like, if it was like that's a little side 80 pod. people working on it, that's not indie. It just happens to be a different. It looks like an indie genre, right? But I'm curious. What I got about a lot of questions. Snake Pass. You guys remember Snake Pass? It's a great game. That's the other game you played. <laughs> <laughs> I played the fuck. I nearly 100 percent of that game. Yeah, you sure did. Um, and then Banner SN writes in and says, Larian is not a DLP member, so their sales do not show up on Circana. That's a very interesting wrinkle. Wait, what? So uh, Larian, who make Baldur's Gate yeah. 3, uh, they're not a DLP member. So they're still a live projector. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 13 people. Oh, 13 people worked on Pentiment. Okay. I'll say that's indie. So yeah, to your point, if that's the same thing with Dave the Diver, then yeah, I would say. It, would say it'd be one thing if like, sure, they're owned by Nexon, but it's not like Nexon is going to throw them trillions of dollars to make fucking Dave the Diver. But I don't think it's just like they're owned by Nexon. Like, I think they were formed by Nexon. Like, I think there's a team that Nexon made to create this like semi game. But I don't know how many people are on the team. Yeah. Uh, somebody, like, said under, like somebody, somebody said under 30. Okay. Okay. Then I might be able to be willing to let it slide. But I feel like that's where like the area gets gray. I usually call it an indie 
like an indie game. I, uh, that word has definitely been kind of changed over the years. Look, words change, man. Biomes. <laughs> Biomes. <laughs> you know? Industry definitions do change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, we're saying indie. We're not necessarily saying independent. You know, indie is like more of a colloquial, colloquial, colloquial term. And so if, if there's a best indies game out there and Dave the Diver is not part of that, then people are just hating and they're like, oh, but they're owned by Nexon. Okay, but they're not fucking being just like pumped with fucking money yeah, to make Dave the not, Diver. It's not like have the same budget as <laughs> yeah. In the chat, Blanket483 says, let's start a new term, Indie Like. Indie Light, L I G H D. I wanted to correct him too, but I was also like, hey, he's on a flow. Because he was saying it was a light version of Light. And I was like, but that's light already means light that. Already, uh, light, uh, yeah. It like, could just be light, light. light. That means like the bright, like the light it, that are above it us. It could just be light, light. Yeah. yeah. Like I was trying not to be a hater, but I had to in that moment. This is a good show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, everybody. This uh, tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be me and Tim Geddes. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games <laughs> Daily. Each and every weekday live right on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Indie game is just a game with different plants and animals. <laughs> <laughs> here's my here's my thing with the, with the indie thing because I've I've made this argument before because guess what like um, fucking I don't know Witcher Witcher three well actually no that's probably a bad example there are plenty of big games that are made by quote unquote independent developers right like a fucking a way out and like it takes you those are published by AA right but like that developer isn't owned by a bigger publisher so if like if they self publish for example. Do we look at those as indie games? I think we still look at them as AAA. Like, I think indie, the definition of indie we have currently and the version that works is just that is is not AAA, In, like below AAA. Indie has production. now just, yeah, exactly. Indie has now just changed into how many people are on your team making this small game? Yeah. Like, For, like in my opinion. That's just, I don't I, think indie means self-published anymore. I think, right. I think independent does. Like, if I said this game is made by an independent game studio, then that is a different thing, right? Like uh, the studio that made Dave the Diver isn't an independent studio because they're literally made by by Nexon. But when you're talking about the scope and scale, yeah, I think you have AAA, you have AA, and then some links beneath that, you have indie. Oh, your teeth you are so white. Are they white enough? They're not white enough. I looked at myself in the mirror, I was disappointed. You've been using that purple toothpaste? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Hell no, you're not. You gave up on that. Twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you. I feel like- She's bleaching my teeth, bro. I, I believe I feel like it. you've given up on it right it. now. Uh, yo, what up, you two? Great to see you both. You got any power? You got your little power? You got your power cord? <laughs> My power cord? Not here. Oh, is okay. your thing about to die? Why is, your, why is your laptop on zero? I don't know. <laughs> Plug your shit I don't know where my power cord is. <laughs> you didn't think about that on the way no, over no, here. No, 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 no power cords. Okay. Yo, what the heck is good, everybody? Welcome to your Super Chat Post Show with me, Andy, and Bless, where we're going to chop it up with all of you, answer some of your burning questions. I will say, we have a lot of awesome people in the building today. We got a lot of guests we got a lot of cool things lined up. I want to just put it out there for all of you to know that after this stream ends, probably going to be about five minutes of downtime because we want to get people settled in. We want to set everything up before it so it's perfect. So just be mindful that we're going to take about five minutes on that one. But you can go, you can go to the restroom at that time. Go to the grocery store, buy some uh -huh. snacks. Let's jump into the Super Chats over on YouTube. Alexander F. with the $5 Super Chat says, Andy, if a dentist can look at the back of your throat and know you've been performing Oral fellatio. They know if you've been grinding your teeth. I asked Blessing. I was like, can they really tell that? And he was like, yeah. yeah. yeah those people saw some TikToks about it. They can tell that you've been given? Yeah. Just ask my dentist. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was a TV show. I thought I could have sworn that happened in like a TV show no, or maybe the, like. And I know I know I shouldn't get all my information from TikTok. It was already, like some interview. Like, there were a lot of TikTok dentists that were like stitching a lot of TikToks like about a year ago that were saying, yeah, we can tell when you've been. That's crazy. Giving, giving it up. Giving That's it up. so cool. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Did your dentist talk about that at all with you? No, they were just like, we know you're grinding your teeth. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't think they are right about that. Well, they would know best. I don't think so, though. Mike. Are you going to buy a mouth guard for a night guard? Over yeah, there? I, I'm, getting, I'm getting yeah, a mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting yeah. a mouthpiece. What'd they say about your teeth? Did they look great? I'm going to chew on the mouthpiece like Steph Curry before I go to sleep. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Newstead with the $2 Super Chat says, Hey, Andy, how about them Rangers, homie? Did they win? I don't know. On Monday, they won. Well, the Rangers, are, I think, are beating the Astros. Yes, they are. Cool. Are you liking that? That's cool, yeah. Are you a Rangers guy? I didn't know I'd what prefer, I'd pre- baseball No, I'd prefer the like. Rangers beat the Astros. I'm a okay. Braves fan, but, like, I'd prefer the, the Astros not move on because they already won, like, a couple. Mm-hmm. They run last year. They cheated. Know? Yeah, yeah. We didn't like them. But, like, they're still good. That's the thing. It's like the Tom Brady effect, Mike, where it's mm-hmm. like, sure, they cheated, but they're still dominating when they're not cheating when you, yeah, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So it's like. Look at that. Was like the cheating really helping? They're still good as hell. Raymond K. Hessel with the $10 Super Chat says, not sure if y'all been asked before, but what is your first video game memory? For me, it was Pitfall on the Atari. I was three, question mark. When I saw Henry swing across the crocodiles, my life changed for the better. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your $10 Super Chat. I think challenge. mine is playing Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh, that's sick. I played that's so bad. much Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey for the N64. That and then also like playing a lot of Mario 64, but like I would get to the Bowser the Bowser levels and I would have to give the controller to my older sisters because I was scared of Bowser. Yeah, I especially like, like the final boss Bowser where they play the organs and he's like all kind of like different mm. colored and shit. I thought that was terrifying. Yeah. I, you never wait. You said you never, never seen, seen that? that. You never played through Mario 64? No, never. Never? No. Sounds like a good stream. Wait, really? Yeah, we tried. We we played a little bit of it once, but I've never played it all the way through. No. Oh man, not a big Mario guy. You gonna play Mario Wonder? Yeah, I'm gonna play with the jabronis. I would I wouldn't play it by myself, but I would play it with others, yeah. Like that. My earliest memory was probably th- there wasn't like a kind of ridge racer style game on the first OG Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. On the NES. I don't know remember what it was called. I don't know if Kevin can look up images of it, but I just I, I'm I'm digging into the recesses of my mind of like I don't even know how conscious I was in these moments. I was probably like three or four, but like I can see the little cars driving around on the track and the Nintendo. The NES was in my parents' room because they didn't want us playing late at night. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they didn't want us playing on the weekends. They wanted to be in control of it. And I remember my mom getting ready for work one day on like summer vacation, and I was there like playing on the bed because uh, it was hooked up to the TV. What was that game called? I don't know what that game was called, Chad. Not a big Mario guy. He's a big Rock A City guy, though. Big Crash guy, too. Uh, For me, it was Aladdin. Seeing my cousin Pete, cousin Peter, came over with his Sega, because I'll never forget the black controller with the three buttons on the side. Oh, yeah. And We used to have a cousin Peter. He'd come over with his Sega Sega Genesis console. Cousin Pete was so cool, man. I do feel like Theo Vaughn is Snow White Mike in a different form. Oh, 100%. Cousin Pete had um, Aladdin. That was the first game I ever saw, and I remember. But I do want to give a shout-out to Drug Wars on the TI-86. Oh. Okay, because nothing was cooler than back in the day. 
middle school and the high school, you started putting games on that dope calculator. Your Man. mom spent way too much money on that. You know you weren't typing way in actual much, mathematic equations on, but I was playing drug wars, and I was setting those prices. I was seeking loan sharks' help. I was selling drugs. Proud of you. Arse. God, it was such a great time. I was too busy spelling boobs on my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> it was called RC Prime. You nailed the chat. Great job. Uh, let's go over to Proof and Dev Play Games. I like to pretend like that's the professor and the developer play games. That's their like dope nicknames. Proof and devs. Proof and devs. De like the, the prof professor. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe prophecy. I was once called the prophecy. What are you talking about? Right now. <laughs> I'm not... talking about street ball basketball names. <laughs> but you call them Prophet. proof. Yeah, you said and... proof and devs. Yeah, proof. And then I wanted to go. It then I was like, o. you know what? Let me let me expand it into the professor. <laughs> but they don't know that. No. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, don't worry about it. Pro I'm cooking up. Don't prof worry about it. It's Prof and Dev. Uh, well, Prof and Dev. Change your names to Professor. You said Proof and Dev, so I'm imagining the word P-R-O-O-F, oh, yeah, yeah. and then you were like, I like to imagine that's a professor. I'm like, what the, what, where did that come from? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really, don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry it, about it. It's like Steve's the source, where Mike as a sorcerer in Elden uh -huh. Ring. Source of magic. He spelled source S-O-U-R-C-E, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the yeah. source magazine. He yeah. was Steve's the source. I was like, what's the source? What does that mean? Oh, short for sorcerer. I was like, well, that's not how it's I'm spelled. The source. <laughs> Ten dollars to Chad. Which, <laughs> which while Super Mario Bros. crossover game would you pitch to Nintendo? Example: Super Mario Bros. X: The Last of Us, where Mario and Luigi are hopping and bopping on clickers. Hmm. What's your dream Mario Bros. crossover that you would pitch to Nintendo? Let's see. Okay, I'm deep in digging into the recesses of my get mind. Deep downside. Um, get deep in there. Ooh, Mario Brothers in like a way out style game where they're escaping from jail. Ooh, and it's bro, and it's that, that same sort of like kind of split screen mm -hmm. 3D. You have you're not just two characters running around. You have to do things that help the other character bounce off uh, each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, I love ooh, that. That's cool. That's cool. Just yeah. like what was the following the following game that uh, he made? It takes two. Yeah, it takes two. Yeah. That'd be really. cool. I love the idea of like how they did Cadence of Hyrule with an indie dev. Like they go to Hayes Light and they're like, "Hey, make a Mario game for us." That would be so that'd be cool. sick. That'd be sick as hell. Um, what's the Xbox game like the platformer where it's like I think it's a squirrel, not Conquer. Um, well, Conquer is a squirrel. Conquer is a he squirrel. is a platformer. Yeah, but it's like okay. not that though. Yo, are you thinking Super Lucky's Tale? Super Lucky's Tale. That's what I'm thinking of because mm -hmm. I want I want like a crossover with. Mario cross a an IP that just does not compare Doesn't whatsoever. Work. Like an IP that is like, oh, you're nobody, right? It's like when John Cena like shows up and he's fighting like you know like a day one WWE star. Like and it's that. like you know I'm gonna mm -hmm. elevate you. I want Phil Spencer to show up to Nintendo store and, and go, hey, what if we made a crossover between Super Mario and Super Lucky's Tale? Call it okay. Super Buddies. I don't know. I like that. Mario and Luigi similar to Mario is missing, but it's more of like. A heavy rain style detective game where Waluigi is the murderer in this case, sort of like the the sort of like Jigsaw, sort of like mm -hmm. the uh, mm -hmm. the or the the origami killer. Oh, and Waluigi is like leaving little hints around, like you can't catch me. I'm always one step ahead. He's like their Joker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like That'd that. Be cool. Snug Slacks writes in. Uh, we just missed it and was saying Mario. I missed it. It'll come he back. Missed to me. it. Super lucky it's a fox, by the way, not a squirrel. Same, same, but different. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. 
Uh, Satwood with the five dollars super and chat. <laughs> Somebody in chat was like, "Guys, prof is short for professor, but he didn't say prof. It's he said prof. proof. It's proof. Uh, Satwood with the <laughs> super chat would love a Maximilian collab one day. What would you want to talk about with him, bless? Oh man, I'll, I want to talk about maybe the history of fighting games. Maybe do like a, you know, like." I would want to do like it. Oh God, I'm about to get. Be, I'm about to like do some like nerdy shit. But I would love to do a era by era breakdown of like the different eras of fighting games and what games define each era. So like hmm. you know, start off with the classics, go back and like talk about hey, what did Street Fighter Two bring to the table and like why was it so important to the history? Hmm. And then jump forward and start talking about like you know 3D fighters and like what Tekken did and what like Soul Calibur did and like what the fuck happened with Mortal Kombat and like I'd lo- I'd love to make just make like a fighting game history retrospective because I'm a fucking nerd. I would talk Souls with him. I would talk uh, ranking all the souls and what not and what souls likes belong in that upper echelon because I've already made a, I, I sent out to the press as Mike already did you okay big, what, what? big news update Liza P has climbed into the conversation and has surpassed Demon Souls for me okay yeah. Yeah, oh, I saw, I saw Maximilian tweeted out about um, Liza P. It was like, this is a fucking... Oh, he's been playing through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't know if he finished it, but he did put he out a tweet like, this is a masterpiece. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, he said that it's, he called it an 11 out of 10. I've never I've never felt cooler, and this is such a look at me, Louie moment. Look but at me, Louie! Look at me, Louie! Look at Andy. What, do, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I've never felt cooler in a group of people when I see Kenny from uh, from the dudes. who Kenny's a streamer, and he streams with... Maximilian, and he's uh, big into fighting games. And I, I knew him through uh, Hispanic Heritage Month from a couple years back. Um, and I see Kenny. Next to him is Max. Next to him is Gerard the Completionist. And it's just the who's who of gaming personalities yeah. talking to a little group who. at Summer Games Fest. And we're next to the Sonic Superstars booth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just like all of us just chopping it up. And you were chopping it up. And and oh, well, I'm chopping it up, Mike. I'm Look fucking laying it down. Wow. Look uh, at yeah, me, Louie. Like, little jokes here and there. Everybody's oh, laughing. No, it's like, oh, man, it's a great time. Man, this guy, Andy. Yeah. People know you. People know me, Mike. People know this guy. fucking People know, know you, Andy. Uh-huh. I oh, go yeah. and Andy tells me to stand seven feet back because I'm cramping his style. <laughs> You're such a liar. It's always Mike being like, Andy, there's, when are we going to say hi to Phil Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> when are we gonna... What's up? What are you thinking? Or Mike in the Jeff Keighley moment. Or Mike is like, the big dog just walked in. We're going to go walk up and say hi. And I was like, yeah, let's give him some time. And then he left. And he was like, couldn't do it. <laughs> I saw Mike walk away, prepare, mentally prepare himself, walk back. He's like, couldn't do it. No, nope, can't handle that. Let's get through a couple real. Real quick, CJ with the $5 Super Chat says, F- SM2, SMW, BG3, TOTK seem like locks for Keeley's Game of the Year. Do Capcom games make it as a fighter and remake, or will it go to Final Fantasy 16 or Starfield? Uh, I mean, who knows? Like, I think the the opportunity is equal between those four games that you just mentioned. You know, I think it's a toss-up between any of those. Um, I would hope that Street, Street Fighter 6 would be my vote. If I had a vote between between those those games, yeah, like Street Fighter Six, I think belongs in that conversation. But it's just, it's a niche genre, right? And so like that's the thing that that worries me about it actually making it in. I think Starfield has a chance because people love the, the, like it's either you love it or you hate it, right? And so like and there's enough people that don't like Starfield, which I think could hold it back. But there's enough people that who love it that rock with Starfield real hard, and I rock think with it. you know that that could bring it in. I'll even throw out there Cyberpunk, which I think it's. Um, 
Achilles heel is that it's a DLC um, and like an, an update to a game as opposed to a new release. I think that might be the thing that keeps people from even considering it, but I think that belongs in that conversation as well. I'm right near the end of it. I'm getting close, yeah. man. Good time. So good. Go, such a great time. I think this year, more than anything, there will be major snubs and uh, yeah, I think we talked about it on the games cast, but I think Greg was like, no, but all these games are like super deserving. It's like, yeah, but like in any other year, these games could easily be in the top six. Yeah at Keeley's uh, Game of the Year Awards, but one of these games will miss out because I do think that Capcom will get the the non-single-player campaign game nod. Yeah. Like, it's going to get thrown in there because we can't just have all of these big single-player experiences. Let's get some variety in there. See, my my here's the thing about the locks, right? Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom, those are two locks. Um, I think Spider-Man 2 is also a lock. You know, I think that is... Yeah. Well, especially when you look at the Metacritic and you look at the conversation on Twitter uh, the, this last week, that's a lock. Mario Wonder, I think, should be a lock, but like a lot of game of the year stuff comes down to how many people have touched your game and how many people like have that power to have that consensus within your um, your outlet. And Nintendo only sends one code per, at least for us, right? They'll send one code. I think for a lot of outlets, they'll like Nintendo does doesn't give as many codes as like PlayStation, for example, where everybody in our office has touched Spider-Man Two, right? Like everybody in our office has the ability when like when we get the game awards thing to vote in, all of us. I think for the most part might put our, or at least have the opportunity to put our names next to Spider-Man 2. Whereas the only person that, that kind of funny who's played, who's played Mario Wonder is Tim. And like, even T Tim's like at the four out of five. I don't even know if he's going to put his name next to Mario Wonder for like the game of the year right. category. And so I think that might hold Mario Wonder back. Just the amount of people that haven't had their hands on it. Let's, let's knock Greg out with like that little, uh, you know, when people kidnap people and they put like that little yeah, chloroform. Chloroform. Got chloroform. We, yeah. we knock Greg out, take his credit card, buy us all Mario Wonder. And like even I thing. bought King Kong. I'll buy you Mario Wonder. Noir Noir and Game. I says, bought it for cheap too. Thirty one. Noir and Game says blessing thinking people slash outlets won't all play Mario Wonder as well. We're in the end of October, right? Like Game Awards voting is on the precipice of happening. Not everybody's gonna have the chance to play Mario Wonder in the next week. You know, like not everybody's gonna have the chance to play it in the next two weeks. Yeah, because so. remember, Game of the Year voting does not go until the end of December. Yeah, or until even close up to the show. There's like a cutoff. And like, there's a difference between. And I talked about this recently, right? Like paying 60... our game of the year will be different. Yeah, theirs may not. And like pay, like be, being able to get access to a code versus paying sixty, seventy dollars out out of your own pocket. I think that does mean a lot to a lot of people who are in the industry, right? Like, so all of us here are able to consider Spider Man because that code was given to us, right? But like, not everybody might have been able to buy Spider Man if it wasn't a code situation. Let me not call Doug Bowser. To... What was that? Let me call Doug Bowser. Let's set up Doug Bowser. Let me get him up. on the line. But yeah, not everybody's going to be able to buy Mario Wonder out of their own pocket as well. And so that's something you have to take into consideration. My buddy Maddox Jr. beat Cocoon, gave it a 10 out of 10. Dude, it's amazing. He says Andy played. I'm telling you, bro. Maddox, I am uh, playing it, dude. I'm going to just quickly get through these because we got to go. And so many of you wrote in with support. Street Chatter with the $5 Super Chat says, Collab idea for PS I Love You XOXO. Bring on Mystic. He is a very knowledgeable PS content creator. feel like he could have a fun combo. Michael M. Costa with the $5 Super Chat says, What would the right next step look like for Spyro? Learn, uh, lean on familiar mechanics, or take a risk and turn and take advantage of next-gen gaming? Spyro would be fun. Spyro would be dope. I would love a new Spyro. I think you just, like, you do what you did with Crash 4 mm -hmm. and make it a thing that is driven by fun gameplay, solid level design, but mm -hmm. also, like, you know, make make it what we remember Spyro being, right? Like Crash 4, I think for many people feels like what they remember Crash to be, but it feels modern and it feels like, you know, it's taking account for being a game that's coming out in 2023. Just do the same thing with Spyro. Final three. 
at Fredo with the $5 Super Chat says, Hey, Andy slash the Trogs, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas next weekend. Anything cool that I need to check out? It's always the same answer. Pluckers and Via 313. The Bats, Barton Springs. What's the party street in Austin? Rainy Street Sixth and Sixth Street. Street. Yeah. Eric D. Carlo with the $10 <laughs> Super Chat says, Indy is all about intent. For example, Mint Rocket has said that they don't consider Dave the Diver to be an indie game, whereas Machine Games has said multiple times that they're making an indie game. I don't think anything is like... I, I, here's the thing. Like Indiana <laughs> Jones just... That, like, it, that reminds me... And like, not that it's... Obviously, it's not like the same... Prof. <laughs> like Like the prof. Obviously, that's not the same level, but... Proof like, and dev. <laughs> it reminds me of like when people are like... Oh man, this person said said something offensive, but like it's about intent though. Like he didn't, yeah, really, yeah. He didn't really intend What's to mean it that way. What's but it's intent? like, but he said it though. Like he said, like he said this thing, and like you, you can intend for it not to be an indie game. But if it looks like an indie, smells like an indie, walks like an indie, sounds like an indie, wow, it's a fucking duck. And if Art. it's uh, yeah, if it's made by less than thirty people, the duck. EJ with Roof the five dollars super chat says, "Where do you guys rank Liza P amongst other Soulsborns? I personally have it in the top three. All right, Andy Cortez, hit me. It's right, it's right above Demon Souls for me. Demon Souls at the bottom, Lies of P. Then I would go Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Elden Ring. Blessing. I don't have as extensive knowledge of the Soulsborne catalog as Andy, because I've still not played the Dark Souls. But I, I, I mean, out of the ones I played, I honestly wouldn't put it above an Elden Ring, Bloodborne, or Sekiro. Um, oh, Sekiro's, yeah. I forgot about Sekiro. Yeah. I forgot that game exists. So put it in number four for me. Okay. I beat Dark Souls 1, Bless. You can too. But until Blessing does that, we have to go. We will be on a short break for about five minutes as we get everybody settled in. So if you're watching live on Twitch, hang out with us. If you're watching over on YouTube, there will be a brand new link. Give us about five to ten to set everything up, and we'll see you in just a little bit, gamers. Goodbye.